Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 57, where we're discussing Enter 7-7 from season 3 of Lost. After my husband and I first arrived to Paris, I was afraid to ever leave our apartment. So I would stare out the window into the alley and I would see this cat looking for scraps. One day, some children came into the alley and trapped it in a box. I watched them light firecrackers and dropped them in the box. I could hear him howl from three stories above. So finally, I had a reason to leave my apartment. I rescued this cat and I brought him home. Sits with me when I read, sleeps with me, and he purrs. But every once in a while, he will bite me or scratch me. He does this because sometimes he forgets that he is safe now. So I forgive him when he bites me because I know what it is like to never feel safe. And that is because of you. So today, I ask only one thing of you. I ask you now that you show me the respect of acknowledging what you did to me. That it was you who questioned me, that tortured me, and that you remember me. I remember you. I remember you. Your face has haunted me ever since I left Iraq. I am sorry. I am so sorry for what I did to you. 
husband returns, I will tell him I made terrible mistake. That it was not you. And he will release you. Why? Why are you letting me go? We are all capable of doing what those children did to this cat. But I will not do that. I will not be that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And we're discussing Enter 7-7 from season three of Lost, a Saeed-centric episode and um, a really powerful episode. Mm -hmm. I remember watching this the first time and this time, just like how much of a roller coaster it was emotionally, um, learning more about Saeed and his past and everything else. But I'll let you kick us off with the first point here. All right. Um, Well... One of my first points is, is um, obviously earlier, uh, real early in the episode, um, as they're out tracking uh, north, mm-hmm. you know, for Locke, uh, right. Locke's direction, um, they they come upon this seems like farm mm-hmm. in the middle of this land, and um, and very you know soon into the episode we see that's the eye patch guy, you right. know, from the uh, the pearl uh, mm-hmm. station that we've seen, yeah. and um, <laughs> it was it was just really. I don't know. The whole scene was a little weird. I mean, just kind of freaky to me because, I mean, here this, like, farm is. It sits out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and they'd never noticed it before yeah. or anything else. Yeah. yeah, that and just the fact that this guy seems to be living, like, some regular old, like, farmer's life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting to me. That was one of the first uh, mm-hmm. things I wrote down. Yeah, and then I also noticed, of course, you know, that there was the satellite or yeah. not. I guess it's not a sat like a receiver, satellite receiver right, or yeah. transmitter or whatever on the roof of the building and they, you know, of course they find the guy with the eye patch mm-hmm. and, um, you know, interestingly they're about to investigate and Danielle says she has no interest in the man inside of, you know, that building, right. whatever it is. And she leaves mm-hmm. basically. And she says she's survived on this Island by avoiding these types of encounters. Yeah. Um, but I, what I didn't know, do you think that means she de- has no clue who this guy is or, that she already knew who he was and she has no interest in being like in an encounter with him again. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess my, my initial thoughts was that she assumed that he was one of the, the others and you know, right. whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, and that she didn't want, um, any kind of like uh, communication with them whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, which kind of answered, you know, kind of a question I had for a long time was why she hadn't, you know, interacted with these people before mm-hmm. um or why they had left her alone it's because it seems like she's taken a pretty good made a pretty good effort of being yeah avoiding them completely. exactly being absent so right, right um but yeah i thought that was kind of interesting i mean she totally bailed yeah you know <laughs> totally yeah so in a flashback you know we see saeed working as a cook in a restaurant in paris mm-hmm. um, a man named sammy shows up and he wants to speak to saeed um you know who's claiming to be named ajib right and uh, he's offering him a job at his restaurant, supposedly. He later arrives and meets the man's wife, you know, who has some really nasty burns on her arms. And, um, you know, some men grab him, and Sammy says, you know, are you sure this is him? 
you know, to his wife. Mm -hmm. And yes, and there he takes Saeed down right. pretty much. So it becomes clear that this isn't a job proposal no. <laughs> that's happening. Here. No. Um, but what made me th it made me think in this episode um, how how little we do know about what's happened to Saeed. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a very small glimpse at part of his life, and I'm not sure where this whole chain of events takes place on that timeline. Right. I yeah. assume this is before the whole, you know, Assam and him going and finding out where Nadia is right. and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, but that was my understanding. Was that the kind of what yeah, you thought too? The timeline was, uh, you know, that this definitely was before then. I mean, okay. at least that's up at this point, I think that, so. Right. Yeah. But it, him being in Paris, what got him to Paris in the first place, it, that's really interesting to me to find yeah. all of that out. So, you know, back at the shack, you know, Saeed approaches the building and notices a cat that looks, you know, it looks at it really oddly. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's because it looks very much like the cat that belonged to the woman, you know, he had previously tortured. Right. And uh, just then, you know, Saeed is shot and the man yells out that he did not cross the line, that they had a truce. And this is my land. You said I could stay here. Right. Um, which is interesting in light of what he says later, but we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, you know, so apparently he had an agreement with these others mm -hmm. um, that was very similar to the deal that Jack, Locke, and Sawyer made with Tom earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like he pretty much had a similar encounter with them, and they made him agree to stay away from a certain part of the island yeah. and keep to himself. And um, you know, he says his name is Mikhail and that he's uh, uh, the last living member of the Dharma Initiative. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to that. All right. Please. Sit. Here, let me. You've had experience treating gunshot wounds? I spent some time in Afghanistan. I had experience with field medics. In the Soviet Army. In the kitchen, on the top shelf, there is a medical kit. Will you bring it, please? It's all right, Kate. How did you get here? I almost don't know where to begin. Why don't you begin with the Dalmar Initiative? I grew up in Kiev and joined the Soviet Army. I was stationed at a listening post in Vladivostok. After the Cold War, after we lost the Cold War, my unit was decommissioned. I was dismissed from my life in the military. And after years of conducting unpleasant actions against our enemies. I found myself wanting to do something good. So I replied to a newspaper advertisement. An advertisement? Would you like to save the world, Adrian? That's how I met them, the initiative. Very secretive, very rich, very smart. So when did you come to the island? 11 years now. I liked computers, communications equipment being alone like a lighthouse keeper. So they put me in this station. They called it the flame. What's the purpose of the flame? To communicate with the outside world, of course. Ready to play. Ready to play.
What happened to the Dahmer Initiative? They're all dead, of course. They foolishly initiated a war against the hostiles. A purge, they called it. And how did you survive this purge? By not participating in it. I told you, I like being alone. And the hostiles allowed you to stay here? After it was over, four men appeared in the yard. They offered a truce. They said to imagine a line that extended all the way around the valley. As long as I did not cross it, I would be left alone. Then they took two cows, and I never saw them again. They weren't interested in the satellite dish in the yard? Why would they be? It hasn't functioned for years. Who are they, these hostiles? I do not know. But they were here for a long time before we were. A very long time. Okay, so, you know, he takes a look, you know, at Saeed's gunshot wound. He's fixing that the whole time. And we find out a couple of cool things here. Um, he was dismissed from the military, which that's more of a character bit, mm -hmm. you know. Um, he tortured his enemies, very similar to Saeed. Right. Um, he responded to an advertisement, you know, would you like to save the world? And that's what got him involved. Uh, he says he's been there for 11 years on the island. Um, that shack is called The Flame, mm -hmm. and its purpose is to communicate with the outside world. Um, he says that all of the, the Dharma Initiative are dead because they foolishly initiated a war with the hostiles. They called it The Purge. Right. And um, after it was over, they offered a truce to him. He wasn't to cross a line, and they would leave him alone. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know who the hostiles are, but they were there for a very long time before the Dharma Initiative. So did this help you to have a better understanding of exactly what's going on here? Um, well, I, I I thought so. I mean, until... Uh -huh. and I mean, it does seem like, okay, if, if this guy's true, I mean... I, like okay, maybe back up here. Mm -hmm. I at least for this moment thought that he was a part of this secondary group mm -hmm. that we have been thinking of and talking about a little bit. That you know that they were there was two groups: the Dharma group, and then there's this other group. One group's good, one group's bad. But later, uh, shortly, shortly after this, you know, Saeed, you know, says that he sees why. Or Kate asked why they're still there, and she said he goes because of this he's lying you know right and and now that totally messed up everything i was thinking because now it seems like he is part of this other group and he was just had this whole story yeah. made up right from something that they've you know lived mm -hmm. you know basically he's his story sounds very similar to this and it seems stuff that he's been um other people have been saying right you know like um uh, uh desmond's friend um whatever i can't remember who his name was kelvin yeah kelvin yeah you know very similar to that very similar uh -huh. to you know some stuff that's been said in the past and it seems like this is just all in a formulated answer yeah right you know so mm -hmm. i mean but he he seems a lot more hostile than the others that are with uh, jack's uh, jack's you know been with you know right um this yeah. guy seems a lot more Brutal. Yeah, I think it does give us a little better picture of who these different groups of others mm -hmm. are. I mean, I think that um, he says originally that he's part of the Dharma Initiative. Right. We don't know really whether the others that Jack is with are part right. of the Dharma Initiative or not. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, um, he says he is part of it, then later says he was lying about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Everything else is true. Mm -hmm. So 
it makes you wonder if if he if the things he told him about the events were true, but he was just pretending to be on a different side of the events than he truly was, right. or if it was just all a made up story. Yeah, I mean that's I mean I guess as we get a little further on in the story here, you know, there's a part of me that totally throws everything out the door uh-huh. um, because of something that happens later on. Right. Um, but, I mean, I think we're going to get to that, so we'll just talk about that then. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, but what is really interesting to me is I really get the the impression from this episode and the next few episodes mm-hmm. that, he, that he is somewhat trustworthy. Like, yeah. he is very open. Like, he tells them whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does seem that way, but... His, there's some inconsistencies in what in what he's claiming to be mm-hmm. and what we know about the group that Jack's with. True. You know, which and I, I think they're in the same group because of who's found you know, uh, who's found in the basement. Right. You know. Yeah. You know, that to me makes me think that everybody's in the same group. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah, and to me it looks like um, you know, we've had reference to our normal others, we've had reference to the Dharma Initiative uh-huh. group. And we've had reference to hostiles. Right. And we don't know who's what or if, if no. one group's calling the Dharma Initiative the Dharma Initiative and other group is calling the hostiles or it, who knows what's going yeah. on. But it does set up this weird question about who these groups are. You know, who, Ben, Juliet, all of them, who are they actually a part mm-hmm. of? You know, are they, is there another group of people that right. they're aware of that mm-hmm. they're kind of avoiding or fighting with or whatever? But it's it's really intriguing to me that this guy Mikhail is, you know, says he was not part of the Dharma Initiative. Instead, it sounds like he's part of the hostiles. Uh-huh. Well, um, or the way I just thought of it as well is like maybe whenever he came out and said we had a deal, mm-hmm. he was speaking from the other's perspective. Right. We had a deal. I've kept my end of the deal and basically saying you, the the hostiles, right. being the people that crashed on a plane good point are crossing the line yeah you know i initially you read it and hear it as oh, okay he's talking he's trying to play this role reversal but actually maybe he's speaking from the other's perspective we had a we had a deal mm-hmm. and i've kept mine a deal i haven't came and found you guys at all right now oh, he, like kind of like he was aware of the deal that tom yeah, made with exactly him, yeah and he's like hey listen i know the deal we had and yeah. i haven't gone back on our part right oh i see what you mean okay I mean, possible you that's know. a good thought very good thought Okay, so Kate begins to question the whole situation. She starts to get kind of suspicious, and Saeed says that the reason they let him stay there in mm-hmm. that shack is that he's not Dharma, mm-hmm. and he's one of them. Right. And uh, the hostiles, basically. Right. And uh, they talk with him further and find out that the station acts as a hub, and it's wired up to the other various parts of the island. Right. Including an underwater beacon that helps to guide in submarines, which was really interesting. Yeah. And uh, soon the tables turn, and Mikhail realizes that they're on to him, and they manage to subdue him, But and Saeed unveils a hatch door that goes below the station. Right. It's like the hatch all over again. I know, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, it was very interesting, because um, I noticed that the whole the cat was messing around with the rug. I remember mm-hmm. noticing that before, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I mean, the turn of events there was so quick. It's like, okay, yeah, Mikhail dis- realizes, okay, they are on to me. So he goes from, like, giving them all this information to, like, throwing a picture of iced tea at them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, it, it almost seems like he, he realized if they figured it out that his life and everything was in danger. You know, so it was such a switch. 
Mm-hmm. There was no like trying to justify. He's like, okay, so now that we both know, let's quit, you know, beating around the bush, basically. Yeah. You know, and it was like, it was almost like kill or be killed type right. moment, you mm-hmm. know. It's the way it seemed with him, you know. There was definitely no, okay, you guys probably understand, you, you know, he, he, was, he was reasoning with him, giving him all this information, and then immediately it's just yeah. a fight. It falls apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, the fact that, you know, the way he responds, you know, by saying, like, you know, obviously we both know what's going on here, so let's not play games anymore. It's almost like he assumes they know more about him mm-hmm. than they really do right. also. Mm-hmm. Like, they've caught his bluff. They know the whole story, so they might as well just start fighting. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So in a flashback here, we see, um, you know, Saeed has been captured and held captive by Sammy. And Saeed mm-hmm. insists that he's never seen his wife before and that Sammy is confusing him with someone else. And uh, the woman recognized Saeed and, you know, in passing that they, you know, they were going by this restaurant and she just happened to notice Saeed was there. And, you know, she knew it was him Mm -hmm. instantly. And Sammy wants him to admit to what he did. And if he doesn't, he'll be taken out of his cell in a gym bag. Right. Which this is like one of the most violent episodes, I think, so far. So far. Pretty intense. It's crazy. But um, so back in the flame here, you know, they get beneath the shack and, you know, Locke continues his chess game on the computer. Mm-hmm. And Saeed notices that the whole hatch is, you know, rigged to blow mm-hmm. uh, from underneath. He also finds, you know, a huge set of Dharma operation manuals. And I was like dying for him to just sit down and go through like page one after another, you know, and, and unveil all of these mysteries that we've yeah. been wondering about for so I long. I know there's so many, there's so much paperwork there. <laughs> yeah. Like it's awesome. But yeah, all of these booklets, I mean, probably every single question we want to know is oh, probably yeah. answered in oh, those yeah. books. Definitely. Yeah. But you know, he, um, ends up pretty much just looking through one or two and ignores them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just then Locke, you know, wins his chess game against the computer and, uh, the guy, Marvin Candle or Mark Wickman, whatever, mm-hmm. whichever name he's yeah. going by this time, you know, comes up on the screen and says, you know, manual override achieved. Um, for pallet drop, enter 24. For station uplink, enter 32. For mainland communication, enter 38. Lock enters 38. Mm-hmm. And Marvin says, you know, the communication satellite is down. For sonar access, enter 56. Lock enters that and mm-hmm. finds that sonar is also down, so they have no communications whatsoever. And Marvin says that there's an inc- if there's an incursion by the hostiles, enter 7-7. Seven, seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, Locke starts to enter it, but of course, Mikhail appears conveniently behind him and, you know, keeps him from doing so. Now, there was a lot of intrigue for me here about this the computer game. Mm-hmm. It was seemed really odd that this computer game was kind of the key to it, you know, manually overriding yeah. this system. Yeah, and when the numbers again were they the any of the? Seven? Oh, there were one or two of them. I think like there was a <coughs> three two. Um, let's see, four eight fifteen six. Yeah, there was a twenty four, thirty two, thirty eight, and a five six and a seventy seven. So only one of them. Seventy seven. Yeah. Which no, that wasn't one of the numbers. No. Oh, yeah, one of the you said seventy seven was one of the original numbers. No, twenty or thirty-two was one of the original numbers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No. Yeah, I was just wondering if it had matched up with that those numbers in any no. way. No. But yeah, it was kind of interesting because for one, he had said something to the effect like he had been trying to beat that game for years. Mikhail had said that, and he hadn't succeeded. Right. You know, so Locke, you know, was like, well, you know, basically, 
humans can lie, computers can't. Yeah, it's one. Of the, he says something about that's one of the distinct, um, or something that makes it distinctly wonderful to be human, right. the ability to cheat or something right. like that. It's so, just really weird. It was kind of a. Yeah. I don't know. Just a, it feels like there's something more to it, but I couldn't think of what it would possibly be. Yeah, and I, I couldn't tell if he was leading Locke to blow the place up. Right. Or if he was just... Because, I mean, I knew after I saw the explosive and I saw Locke playing the game, I was like, okay, if he hits at 77, the place mm-hmm. is going to blow up. I, I mean, I knew right. it, you know? Uh-huh. And I couldn't tell if it was, so, it was such a big deal that they didn't know what was going on there mm-hmm. that he was like oh yeah trying to play the lock thing you know like oh yeah nobody can beat it so lock would definitely try to beat it and then yeah possibly hit that 77 right so you know worst case scenario they all die but nobody yeah. you know <laughs> right uh, so i don't know it just seemed very like you said very odd and like there was more to it mm-hmm. i think so too another game for lock too oh yeah that's true very good yeah. point yeah, Locke, there is a big weird thing going on with Locke and games. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been so much in the last, you know, m- last season, but I think mostly in season one. Right, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff with Locke and games. Yeah. So under the hatch, you know, Miss Clue, who we met earlier, mm-hmm. you know, attacks Kate. And Kate remembers her from the dock and, uh, you know, punches her and says she knows where Jack is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they take her up, and Mikhail tries to arrange a trade of Locke for Miss Clue. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miss Clue starts talking to Mikhail in another language. I didn't pick on, up on what it was. And eventually says, just do it, Mikhail. Mm-hmm. And he shoots her. Right. Like, doesn't even think about it. And they again subdue Mikhail. So Locke goes back in, beats the computer again, and gets through the process and finally enters 7-7 seven, seven into the computer. Yeah. And Saeed tries to find out, you know, some truth from Mikhail. Let's listen to that. Okay. Tell me something. Were you ever a member of the Dahmer Initiative? Or was everything you said a lie? Of course, I'm wasting my breath. I was never a member. But everything else I told you was true. I moved into the station after the purge. The purge in which a group of scientists attacked your people. Believe what you want, but that is what happened. Your friends. Did he kill them? No. They're collecting whatever may be useful from the farmhouse. And now we have our ticket to where the others live, where we'll find your daughter and Jack. And finally, perhaps, a way home. There is nothing you could do to me that would make me lead you there. I didn't say you were our ticket, did I? This is a map showing electrical and data cabling. Running from the flame, here, to a place called the barracks, here. It's comprised of houses and dormitories with water and power large enough to accommodate an entire community. Sounds like a place well worth visiting, don't you think? There will come a time when your guard is down. And when it is, I will not hesitate a moment before killing you. You should know this before... He's making an excellent point. You have a map. Why keep him alive? So, of course, he says he was never a member of the Dharma Initiative, but everything else he said was true. Right. Um, He moved into the station after the purge, Mm -hmm. 
Um, and they're going to use a map Saeed found, you know, to get to a place called the barracks, right. which has houses, dorms, water, power, you know, all of that large enough to support an entire community. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed or not, but after he uh, shot Miss Clue, I mean, it was like he was taking the gun and he was putting it up to um, his own head. He was going to kill himself. Yeah. That's right. You know, I think I was taking a note at that point, but I remember seeing yeah. that the first time. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna kill himself. So obviously, they value whatever they are about or involved in way more than they do their own lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole scene is like they have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was supposed to do in the case they were kind of taken hostage. Yeah, which I think was to just kill both of them. Yeah, kill her and himself. Yeah. Rather than be taken hostage, they were mm-hmm. supposed to kill each other, basically. Right. Which led me also to believe that he was kind of baiting mm-hmm. Locke into blowing the place up, you know. You know what? That's a great thought. Like, he knew, yeah, if he knew their protocol was to basically kill everybody, mm-hmm. or at least themselves in this case, he was willing to have, to kind of let Locke blow the place yeah. up with all of them in there. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I never, I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I thought it was just interesting because I mean, Locke's character, you know, the way he is, and it would be a person that would push to try to win against yeah. this, you know, chess game. Right. And um, and he allowed him to continue to sit there and kind of, you know, it was like it's one of those things that when he thought he got the situation back under control by putting a knife to Locke's mm-hmm. throat, it's like okay, well maybe we can end this differently. But whenever he's when we went outside, it was like. Okay, I was gonna shoot her, kill myself. Right. You know. Yeah, so. that's that is interesting too though. If their only alternative, if taken hostage, was to kill each other, why didn't he kill Locke when he had the chance? I don't know that he was I don't know that they're supposed to kill the other group. Just but themselves. themselves. But I think he would have allowed them all to die. Yeah. Had he, he continued to be had he continued to be bound mm-hmm. and Miss Clue would have been taken as well. Right. He knew the last resort was Locke was going to push 77 right to blow them all up you yeah. know he knew it was within his nature to do that he knew you know so it was kind of like he had a, a backup plan to his backup plan you know yeah now and what's what's really mysterious to me is the way that whole you know Marvin Candle words like if if there's been an incursion by the hostiles mm-hmm. enter 77 mm-hmm why did Locke enter 77 if there was there was nothing going on that was dangerous as far as he knew, they had just found some new person they had never met before. Things were going well out in the living room. They're having a conversation. Uh, yeah. And was, was he just curious? I was think, it just curiosity? I think, I think it's part of Locke's personality. It's like he, uh, I mean, he, he did the other numbers first to try to get something to happen. Mm-hmm. But it was. Yeah, it that was, didn't work, so I'm going to have to I see did, something yeah, out of this. I'm going to see something, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> who he is, you know. It's yeah. like he's got some such a, like a... a uh, I don't know, like an obsessive personality. It's right. like, and he wants to, He he's in such a search to find a meaning to something. Yeah, yeah. And know. he wasn't going to go through all this work to beat the computer and then not right. get anything out of it. There was even a reason, it, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And this whole episode actually was like, well, part of, you know, pretty much a lot of this episode, it seemed like Locke was like, you know, he's being questioned by Saeed and stuff like about direction he's going and he's mm-hmm. being, it's almost like he's trying to like still, um, establish himself as you know, you know this whole lock thing about who is he you know mm-hmm. he keeps trying to establish himself and i think if he thought if i beat this computer and something cool happens 
yeah. then I'm, you know, I'm kind of the hero here, you right. know, but it, the other way is I'm willing to sacrifice everything mm-hmm. in order to still, to, to come out on top. You know, it's like, he didn't right. know what was going to happen. I mean, at all, you right. know, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was very interesting. And it's interesting that obviously had Saeed sit down there, Saeed would have, wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have put 77, nor yeah. would have Kate. Yeah, Sai would have definitely been like, you know, we don't know what this is going to do. Yeah. We, we better not, you know. Exactly. And Kate, she would have been like, no, point. you know. Yeah. But the only one would have been would have been locked. Uh-huh. And he went straight it, for mm-hmm. that, too. Like, they sat down and talked, tried to get answers. Uh-huh. He went to the computer and yep. started pushing buttons again. Yep. Yeah. Very, very interesting stuff there. So in a flashback, you know, we hear a story told by Sammy's wife about, you know, the cat and how mm-hmm. she rescued it from some boys who would torture it. And uh, she says she asks only one thing of him, and that's, you know, to show her the respect of acknowledging what he did to her and admit that it was him and that he remembers who she is. And, um, you know, he says he remembers her. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he remembers her face and it haunted him. It's haunted him since then. And he says he's sorry for what he did to her um, in this crazy powerful scene. Like, I got the real sense. This is, it doesn't happen much on this show, but it's a perfect example of like one actor feeding another one. Mm-hmm. And you can tell she's bringing her game. Oh, and yeah. he, he's like, he's just like, I got to follow this up, yeah. you know, but it just produced this awesome, awesome, yeah. powerful scene. Yeah, definitely. That the actress that played, um, I can't remember her name, but yeah, I can't either. She was great. Yeah. You she know, was really good. And it was such a, like you said, powerful scene that, you know, you really felt like this, she needed this, like, release from uh-huh. this you know but Saeed needed it as well you know it's right. like he needed to apologize it's almost like one of these things that like I don't know the kind of an islandist type yeah, yeah but, I, but, off, know, the but off the island right. like gave him the opportunity to uh-huh. face his demons face to face you yeah. know and yeah. he actually did say he admitted it you know and said I'm sorry you know which was kind of a big thing so I you know I kind of I don't know I just kind of wondered about you know I mean Saeed's personality seems so so good and mm-hmm. so he has such a uh redemption story and in this episode it was mm-hmm. just kind of like yeah you know it was, it was big yeah now what i remember really distinctly about watching this episode is that um i was so convinced he hadn't done it i was too i was like you know dude let the guy go no kidding you know? yeah me too because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would have of um what's, what's the word i'm looking for he wouldn't have not admitted like, right yeah he would have been forthcoming. He yeah. wouldn't have denied it. That's right, what I'm exactly. For. And, but, you know, he is so, you know, vehemently denying it the mm-hmm. whole time. And he said, I would have never have done this to a woman. Right. And, you know, it makes you think, wow, yeah, you know, he's got the wrong guy. Yeah. And he's like, maybe he did, she did remember his face, uh-huh. but it was still the wrong guy. He would have never done that. And then when he says, you know, yeah, you know, I do remember you, and I'm yeah. sorry. I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. And it left me feeling like, you know, I don't know this guy nearly as well as I thought I yeah, did. Exactly. What You know, obviously he changed, but whenever he was doing what he was doing, he was some type of monster. Mm-hmm. Right. Mean, yeah, and I love, you know, the scenes like this. It's like you start to feel for the person. Like you're getting angry at Sammy and his wife yeah. because they're holding this guy, and they're like, let him go, you know, that kind of thing. And then it makes you feel like an idiot when you mm-hmm. realize you were, you know, backing right. this guy up who really did do these things. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I've, I've had those, those times, a few uh-huh. times in this, I mean, with, with the Jack episode with his dad. Right. You know, I started feeling like, oh man, what a piece of junk, you know? Yeah. And you kind of <laughs> yeah. start getting that whole, like, like, um, feeling that these people aren't as 
good as I may want them to be. Right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great, great way to say it. Just the more we learn about the characters, the more the the kind of illusion of them being, you know, for the most part, good people mm-hmm. kind of goes away, mm-hmm. and we start to see that that maybe there is some really real ugliness yeah, to some of these people. Definitely. But anyway, she says she forgives him, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, when her husband returns, she'll tell him that she had made a horrible mistake, and that it wasn't Saeed that had tortured right. her. And, uh, you know, when he asks her why, you know, she says, we're all capable of doing, you know, what those children did to that cat, but she will not do that. She will not be that, mm-hmm. which is just really cool. Yeah. Just uh, awesome. Because you, you know how, I mean, I know how much I would want to get back at somebody who had yeah. done something like that to me. Yeah, definitely. And for her to, to pretty much just say, as much as I want to, I'm, I'm not going to become the person that it would create, yeah. you know, if I did do that. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really interesting because obviously um, her husband was a per- at a place that he wanted to do exactly what they had done to that cat, you know, I mean, yeah. to Saeed. And, 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 but she, I think the whole time, I think in her heart, had he said he's sorry, she was wanting that. She didn't want yeah. him to be tortured, you know. Yeah. It's like, she, I don't know, even when she was, in, uh, was watching him get hit and stuff like that, you could kind of see that it wasn't the justification that she was looking yeah, for. Right. You know? She could tell before it had even happened how much it would scar her to mm-hmm. have to go through with it. Yeah, and the uh, whole cat thing. Yeah. That was so interesting, too, because it was just like she's sitting there holding this cat, and it was a constant reminder to her of like what she witnessed and how horrific right. it was. Yeah. And how and more than anything, she identified with that cat because mm-hmm, exactly. it had gone through the exact same thing as she had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and she, uh, it was, it was, I don't know the whole scene about the cat sometimes biting her and scratching her, mm-hmm. you know, because she's, it was scared, you know, and she just made that whole, like, I'm not an animal. Yeah. It was know? so realistic. I mean, it's a great acted scene. Mm-hmm. Just like the story was so interesting. Like, I couldn't, you know, turn away from the whole thing. It was just so good. It was good. It was great, good good stuff. So, you know, back outside the shack, you know, Saeed decides to, you know, show Mikhail the same grace that um, this woman had shown to him, Mm -hmm. even though Danielle says they should kill him. And uh, Locke comes out, and just then the shack explodes, of course. And it happened because he entered 7-7. And uh, Saeed again sees the cat that belonged to the woman. Yeah. And that's the last thing I had about the episode. How about you? Well, yeah, pretty much last thing. The only thing I was thinking of before this is that we actually can see that scene um, with with um, with uh, Saeed and the woman that he tortured. Mm-hmm. His character change on, it changed him who he was on the island because, like, whenever Shannon was killed, he had the opportunity to, you know, kill. Um, Oh, well, gosh, I've got an analysia. Right. You know, and like he said, what would a good would it do? You know, mm-hmm. it's like he I think that he got to live that out again. Right. You know, put in the situation again. Would he actually, you know, kind of where he was at, he's being tortured. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, uh, but now he's actually, I mean, somebody actually destroyed something that he loved. Mm-hmm. Would he give the forgiveness? Would he be able to not bite? Right. You know, and it kind yeah. of seems like he keeps, he keeps getting faced with that. What's going to be your next step? I mean, uh-huh. he did fail when he tortured two so, yeah, two people, Sawyer, Sawyer and um, Ben. Right. You know, so yeah. it's like it keeps kind of coming back up and up and up. You know? Yeah, good point. So Yeah, it does. I mean, at first I was going to say how odd it seems that 
you know, he has been so gracious to, you know, first or now Mikhail and then first, um, oh, what was the other example you just gave? Shannon. Or no, Anna no, Lucia. Yeah, Anna Lucia. Yeah. Yeah, after she, you know, killed Shannon. Um, but you're right. It's like he sometimes he gives in, other times he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, the score's like 2-2 right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's two, still two. so it's still ver- uh, the you know, the verdict's still out. We don't right, know. Yeah. Yet, so. He can he can live for a little while longer right. at least. So. Well, if that's all you have, we'll get that's into some got. emails here. All right. Okay. First one's from MK Torrance here. He says, "First off, all I wanted to say, thank you so much for doing this podcast. I have to say that in my opinion, Lost is the best TV show I've seen in almost a decade. I'm addicted to trying to figure out this show, and I never I never have anyone to talk about it with. Most of the people I know who watch the show are just casual viewers. I heard about your podcast about a month ago when listening to Cliff and Stephanie's GSPN Lost podcast over at gspn.tv. I was so excited when I realized that you guys were starting from the beginning that I immediately started re-watching the episodes. I would watch an episode, then listen to the corresponding Lost Mystery podcast episode. I repeated this cycle until I have finally caught up with you guys. Phew. Yeah. And I must say, I've had the best time listening to Anton's take on certain mysteries as he watches these episodes for the first time. And Evan, how do you do it? If I didn't know better, I would say that you were watching them for the first time because you are oh so careful with your words. You never let anything slip. I don't know if I could do it. Great job. All that being said, I just wanted to encourage you guys. I'm a faithful listener, and now that I am caught up with you guys, I hope to start calling the listener line with my own comments. I may have a script, or I may have to script my phone messages before calling those so that I don't give anything away to Anton. Keep up the fantastic job, MK Torrance. Thank you so much. It's nice to get an encouraging word, and, yeah. and you're exactly the, the kind of people we're, we're doing this show for. We just, it's awesome that you're actually going back through, Definitely, yeah. watching an episode, then listening back to this show. We've had a couple people tell us they're doing that, and I'm actually excited to do it again. I'm, I'm totally planning, as soon as season six is over, mm-hmm. to go back and rewatch and kind of listen to these episodes again. Yeah, yeah. And just to kind of get a sense of, of what these people are, are all experiencing, because it sounds like a lot of fun to me, too. Yeah, definitely. But he said here, you know, um, let's see here if I can... Oh, calling into the listener line. I did want to encourage you that... Even if you're listening to episode five, you know, and we're on episode, you know, 56 or 57 now, um, you can call in a comment from any episode mm-hmm. in the past. We would love to go back and rehash or re- discuss some, you know, a topic from a previous show. We're totally up for doing that. So feel free to call those in at any time, and it's fine if you script them out. Um, I know how hard it can be to, to not let anything slip. So you go right on ahead. Another email here from Rob Chapman, and, and I will warn you there. There's a little bit. I don't. I hate to call it spoilers because really it's just more information about something we saw in the past. Okay. I mean, pretty much anybody that watches this show knows that there's a lot, a, a deeper amount of information in this show if you're willing to look for it, mm-hmm. or you can just kind of watch it on the surface and you know be happy like that. This one kind of talks about some of that deeper information. And that's from Rob Chapman, like I said. He says, guys, thanks so much for reading my email on the air a couple of weeks ago. Totally made my day. He says, um, this will be a short email, I think. Just had a couple of things to mention. Love the new vidcast for flashes before your eyes. As always, keep it up. It's great. I think that Evan mentioned something about how time travel hasn't really been mentioned on the show before. Well, and he says it's a possible spoiler here. He says he can think of two examples 
and I'll let you respond to this one. He says, okay. Middleos Bioscience is an anagram. And that's, I can't think of anagrams off the top of my head, but do you have any idea what it would be? It, what was the... What was the the Middleos, the company that um, Mr. Alpert, the one that was yeah. trying to hire Juliet, yeah. the company he worked for, owned, whatever. Uh, what's, so what's it? How's it spelled out? M-I-T-T-E-L-O-S. Bioscience. Yeah, I can't think. Of, I mean, I'm, I def, there's got to be a time in there because there's a lot of T's. Yeah. Time. Yeah, I I'm not know. sure. I'm trying yeah. to think. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's in there. I mean, <laughs> if I had time to think about it instead of dead air time, I might yeah. come up with something. But <laughs> we can sit here in silence yeah. for a minute while you would think about <laughs> it, might it if you want. Might work very well. But anyway, there's an anagram in there um, that's related to time travel, I guess. And um, he says, as well as room 23, where they found Carl at. Um, he says, if you play the audio backwards, you can hear some good quality uh, comments in there. I don't know what those are because I've never listened to that. He says, oh, and I also um, heard way back when in the original script for Solitary back in season one, when Saeed is having a conversation with Danielle, that's the episode when he first finds Danielle and she's holding him kind mm -hmm. of prisoner and all this stuff. Um, man, I really, this is, this could be kind of spoilerish. Really? Um, Mm. <laughs> debating whether they say it or not. I, I don't think it's going to give anything away, but it, I mean, depending on what your, your theory on the show is right now mm -hmm. about, you know, how big or little of a part of this show, the time travel stuff is, it could shift that. I mean, I'm, right now, I mean, where I'm at is I feel like it's a, a fairly, fairly big part of it. And I mean, okay. that's, that's where I'm at, but I mean, yeah. And that, to me, that seems at this point, it's like, okay, this is going to be an important part of the show. Mm -hmm. So, Definitely. yeah, it sounds like you're on the same page with that. So I'll go ahead with this. Okay. Um, you know, so back in that episode when, you know, Saeed is having a conversation with Danielle, he asks what her science team was researching. Mm -hmm. And she says, time. Mm. But ABC did not like that much and thought it would drive fans away. Anyways, I love this time travel stuff, and I'd love to see more of it in the show for the future. Oh, and Evan, I love the podcasting room you got going on. Uh, do you use all that equipment for anything else or just this podcast? Maybe I'll check out your site if you're doing any other podcast that I don't know about. Thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, there's some some great comments there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the anagram for Middleist Bioscience. I'm dying to look that up, but I'm not going to take that time right now. You say an anagram or, uh, uh, or is it an um, acronym? Anagram. So okay. if you rearrange the letters, okay, it's it'll an spell something okay. else. It's like an acronym whenever you said it earlier. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it could say, it's a long like acronym. Maybe in time, there, elves, <laughs> love, other yeah, like, stuff. How yeah. in the world am I supposed to figure out an acronym of all that? Yeah. I mean, okay. Good luck. <laughs> no, but, you know, yeah, the Room 23, the audio, I totally forgot about being able to play that backwards mm -hmm. and hear something. And, of course, um, the whole solitary scene. That is interesting. I don't remember ever hearing that before. Um, but that's cool. Mm -hmm, that's definitely. really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see here. Yeah, and about the podcasting stuff, I mean, this is pretty much the main thing I use the equipment for, but some other things related to work and all that stuff, but nothing nearly as fun as this podcast. Let's see here. I think we have one more email we'll read, if I can pull that up here. Oh, yes, this is a follow-up to a, to a former comment. I think Nikki, who wrote in a while back, made a comment about, you know, she was talking about how much she loved Lost and mm -hmm. he called it something Gilligan Part 2. Right, And yeah. I had no clue what she, what she yeah. was talking about. And then later I realized, you know, and she emailed me as well. She was talking about, you know, 
lost being really similar to Gilligan's yeah, Island uh-huh. and called it basically Gill- Gilligan's Island Part 2. Oh, okay, yeah. So she clarified that, and I just wanted to make sure and uh, give everybody the note about that and that I finally did realize what she meant. Right, so. yeah. But if that's all you have, I think we're done with this episode. That's all I have. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. On Friday, we'll be discussing Par Avion, a Claire-centric episode, a big episode. Mm-hmm. Man, I, rem- I remember that one like yesterday watching it, and I was like sitting there in awe yeah. at the end of it. Okay. So I'm all looking right. forward to discussing that one. But until then, have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, And also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.